What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm Jay Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping, reviewing Riverdale Season 4, Episode 10. And it's called Chapter 67, Varsity Blues. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending because we are going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our WTF moments, our best lines. We have so many, so be sure to stick around for that. And we also have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. To enter, just rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. We're going to be extending this contest to the end of Riverdale Season 4, so we've got lots of time, but just apply and you can win some goodies from us. As always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into the episode, yo. Ooh, Varsity Blue. Welcome back from hiatus, first and foremost. Yeah, it's it's felt like a long time. A, a long time. Happy New Year to all of our listeners who only listen to our Riverdale stuff. We've been busy on Recap Rewind, on other things, but uh, this is our first Riverdale podcast back. Yeah, for since sure. New Year. Uh, so yeah, just off the top, knowing that it's the hiatus episode, what did you think of it coming back Honestly, in this like, fashion? this was the episode I've been waiting for my entire life. Like, it's high school <laughs> spirit. <laughs> it's all about Riverdale spirit. It's all about, like, football, yeah. cheerleading, like, that high school, like, getting into university. Like, right. everything we ever dreamed of was in this it's episode. Here. Right. So I was happy with it. I it's it's not that I didn't like the episode. I thought it was great. I thought it was definitely it's definitely high school. Like this is the most high school this entire show has ever. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Yeah. And I make a note of that um, as we talk about it in the rest of the podcast. But um, yeah, I did enjoy the fact that it was really focused on the life of the kids in school. You know, they made a lot of references to being like, this is our last go at this. And this is. And I'm like, where was this I know, this entire season so far? Those like last hurrah moments, like we only got it this episode for yeah. the first time. There so. were so many moments, you're right, where I was like, I wish they had like, I wish I had seen these moments from before, not just like their final, final year doing it. Um, exactly. And like there were so many good storylines, like even Cheryl and like the cheer teacher. I was like, I wish this happened like two seasons ago. Like this yeah. was such a good storyline to explore. And like it was hilarious. And it just sucks that it's happening so, you know, right at the end of their, you know, high school journey. So, but like, right. I don't know. It was so good. And I, and I do agree with that point. I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk. Well, let's, let's just break it down. But, but yes, I think. J Lag, have you seen Varsity Blues, like the actual movie? I haven't seen Varsity Blues, the movie. I just know it's about football. What, did you watch it? Have you seen I, it? I mean, I watched it like years ago. So there's like, I, it is about high school football. Dawson right. is in it, like from Dawson's Creek. Yes. And there's like this iconic whipped cream shot that like the movie is oh, known for. So yeah, I was yeah. like, they didn't, even, they didn't even like try to reference try it in to like do a cute like way, like maybe at Pops or whatever. So right. I was kind of like waiting to see what they would do with that. But they didn't really reference that at all. So just, Interesting. Uh, just a little tidbit for like all the older people like us who <laughs> <Holla> <laughs> have back potentially to the, seen the film. <laughs> it's not in there for the new one. Um, okay, let's start from the top. Yeah. Um, we're going to break it down. So uh, with Jughead's um, narration, we find out that the Bulldogs finally made it to the championships. Kind of thanks to Monroe because he's joined the, the football team. And like, guys, this would never happen. Like, you can't just like, like hop into a season halfway through and like, oh, we made the state championships. Be, like, the, yeah. be the state like, like championship players, <laughs> finals. 
anyway, so he's in it. Um, they're going to go to the finals, but they're going against the Stonewall Stags. And this of is course. like the whole thing of the entire episode. Um, you also find out in the very beginning that Jughead gets an interview with Yale, according to Mr. DuPont. Right. Um, I just want to ask you. Do you trust him at this point? Do you and trust this is him? the I want to know what you guys think as an audience. I definitely want to know what you think, NB. But like, I don't, I don't know what to think anymore because in the beginning, as we remember, he was like he hated Jughead after yeah. he accused him of basically killing whatever and like doing all the shady shit. So after that happened, it blew over, and then suddenly he's like the writer of the Baxter Boys, and now he's getting a Yale like a Yale yeah, scholarship. It's like, like too good to be true. Too good to be true. And it's a part of me is very shocked that Jughead is just taking it all in yeah. stride now. Like, yeah. you're not suspicious at all. But like, you know what? I'm I think I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was trying to like really understand Jughead throughout this whole episode. And yeah. I really do think it, it's going to come down to I think he's starting to get used to the privilege. I think he's starting to get used to like. Oh, having these, is that like, the vibe? That I, you're that's what I'm that getting at least. Like, you know, with the laptop, you know, and like, just yeah. like, I feel like he's slowly like, like getting used to this special the privileged high life. high life world right so which is maybe that's why I, he's not asking the questions because he's like whatever like let me just roll with it and see what happens in my life you know yeah i don't uh, yeah I, I we can talk about it when he has that conversation with betty because i think that is kind of where his head's at but i was kind of shocked that he doesn't even have one inkling of like investigator jughead to be like this seems fishy you know what i mean yeah. anyway whatever so he gets this interview, which happens a little bit later in the episode. Then it cuts to Veronica and Reggie talking at the Bon Nui. And instead of making, like, the rum, she's like, I'm going to add some, like, I'm just going to add some, like, spices and make it like a Captain Guys, Morgan spice rum. But I'm wait, like, can what? we tell everyone the story of our lives from, like, two weeks ago? So we go to our yeah. friend's house, and she serves us, like, this coffee. And it's basically, like, like Armenian coffee or, like, whatever. Yeah. And all of us are, like, lit. We're like, yes, like, we're drinking coffee. It's so good. It's, like, basically espresso. She's like, no. She's like, there's cardamom in it. And we're like, cardamom. We're like, Cardi Mommy, yes. So I died. I fucking died when she was like, what's in this? She's like, cardamom. Cardamom. She's like, don't you know? And I was like, what is the cardamom? Like the new spice of 2020? Like, what's going on? Cardamom 2020s. I died. And like, yeah. I love that she's she's telling Reggie, like, because he's the only one that's really in her storyline. Like, Archie's. Totally yeah, even Archie's life. out of his, her storyline. Yeah. What do you think about that? How do you feel I, about you the know fact what? that I'm kind he's of gone. Like, sad? I'm kind of sad about it because, like, they don't feel like they're a, like a couple. You know, we at saw, all. We at see all. Bughead for sure. Like, Betty and, and Jughead spend so much time together this episode, but we don't see that in Varchi at all. So, to me, if I'm coming into this and just kind of seeing this show, like, for what it is this episode, I would have assumed that, like, Reggie was Veronica's boyfriend because he's always there yeah. for her and, like, helping her and, like, doing shit for her. So, he does that yeah. thing with Hiram later. Like, he, like, he, it's true. I will say that I, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that Bughead was m very much a couple this episode either. Like, you see them together for sure, but they didn't act like a couple this episode at all. And we'll talk about that later. But yeah, anyway. it was more like a friend vibe, but at least like they're in the same scene together. Like, you don't even see true. that with Varchi. So yeah, you didn't even see her like high fiving him at the end of the football game or like make out the football yeah, game. Yeah, like or she'd anything. be like, good luck, nothing. Nothing, which is kind of shocking. I'm it's like, weird. do they hate each other on screen, like out off screen no, now? Like, I just happening? think like there's no time for it, and maybe they did shoot that scene, but there's just no time to put it in there. 
Which is surprising to me because, like, the things that they fucking spend time on sometimes on this show, like, you can't give But the... that's what I mean. Yeah, like, they spent time on, like, Reggie coming up to her being like, hey, let's go scratch your dad's car or, like, meet me yeah. in the parking lot at halftime. But they can't they can't give, like, a scene to Archie and Veronica and be in her, like, wishing him good luck. Like, Especially yeah, the like most it's... high school episode. Like, yeah. this is the most yeah, high yeah. school this show's ever For gone. Sure. You'd think that they would do it. I did but notice anyway. that too, and like they're not even in the they're not even like the lounge chilling together. Like everyone's yeah. very separated. Separated. Anyway, moving on. Um, Cheryl meets the new coach. She runs into Mr. Honey, and her name is Miss Appleyard. Um, and she's going to be the new coach because, as you remember, Cheryl's been MIA at school, and uh, you know she's kind of she's frazzled because she's like, what the hell? Like we didn't talk about having to switch the hands and whatever. And Mr. Honey's basically like, this is happening, so deal with it. Um, the one thing that I wrote down was, I'm surprised they never had a coach in the first place. Like, no, like I, didn't, I don't know any, like, yeah, cheer I'm teams not, that just, like, kind of go off and do their own thing. Like, I'm not surprised that they didn't because of Cheryl, because I feel like she probably would have kicked any coach out along the way. I um, see. But, like, but I do. I really like the storyline. I think it totally made sense. I wish it kind of came earlier when he came, when Honey was in there, being like, "You need a coach. Like you're a freaking student. Right. You can't just like be the HBIC of your own team. Like you need an adult." Um, yeah. So I really, really like this this storyline, and I loved how she was like, "No more pop freaking dances." She's like, "We're gonna cheer. Yeah. Like, we're gonna be an <laughs> no more musicals. Cheer squad. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, I'm down for that." Yeah, yeah, I know. I noticed that too. No, but that's what I'm trying to say. I just, I, I just wish that they had this earlier or like in the very beginning. And I don't know, like her and in being introduced right now, like I don't know how to feel about it. Everybody's like hating on Miss Appleyard because like they're like, let Cheryl live. Like on Twitter, everybody's like, ew, who is this? And I'm like, she was in two scenes. Like, give her a break. <laughs> and I'm having said that, like, Cheryl's been in my A, so like, yeah, let's be like real it's here. completely valid. It's not like they're just stomping. It's like not out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, moving on to um, Betty. So after this whole situation, she wants to interview the Bulldogs because she wants to get an inside scoop on this big story because um, the big game's coming, and she wants to like. Put this put this story out. Reggie turns around. He's like, yo, the stags are like sketchy. How they play is fucked up. Like everybody gets injured. And there's all these stories that you can like you can talk to people who play them in the past. Like they play dirty. So basically, Betty's like, now I need to like look into the story and see what's going on because she wants to write. Yeah. Now she wants to write more of an expose right. versus what I think Mr. Honey wanted she, her to write, which is like gonna a fluff She's going to become like the Ronan Farrow of like Riverdale. Yeah, like the Aaron Brockovich or whatever. Yeah. So then it cuts to Archie and then Uncle Frank and they're at the El Royale because he's now staying at the El Royale because um, he has no place to stay now that he's there i'm glad that they told us why he's at the El royale because at this point in time mary doesn't even know that she's in town right now so already you're setting this character up as someone who's a little like bit a sketchy sketch bag. yeah um obviously like mary who's like a good standing character like he doesn't he has bad blood with her so you're already wondering like what did he do wrong like what what's the history with so them I so, still thought that like they had a, maybe an affair or whatever. Yeah, like, which is well, I, we you know what? we guessed it like from right time. Now. But I'm gonna ask you this question: Did you want it to go there, or were you like, "Don't go there"? I feel like I would have wanted to go there if it wasn't so soon after Fred 
die. Like hmm. maybe if it happened earlier on in the series, like I just feel like right now with everything happening, I don't know what I want from an uncle character, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. a romance would be really juicy. I think I would be totally down for that. But I don't know. I feel like it feels a little, It'll. it would feel a little weird. Like Mary's still mourning. Like I feel like it would, like no one would like Frank if, if they got together right now. Why? Yeah. What did you think? No, I 100% agree. I just, I was, I was holding my breath. I was like, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Yeah. Like, like, don't make Mary that girl that like, fuck the brother. Like, I didn't want Mary to be that <laughs> character. Literally and I think, fuck the brother. And I think like the characters, like the, like the kids have so much drama going on as it is right now. Like, I'm okay for the parents to take a B position in this season and not have that much drama because right. they, ha- we already have so much going on in their storyline and I'm okay with that. So That's I didn't want it, I didn't want it to go there. I was like, please, please, please. I'm like, don't go there, don't go there. And it didn't. So I was like happy about it. And that. I did and I do like the fact that they did position it this way where Mary's basically like, oh, Frank is here. Like she gets so frustrated and annoyed about the fact that he's home. And um just as a quick pause before we move on, like I don't know about you, but I think he like he be daddy to me. Oh my god, yeah. He's pretty hot. Like, he's he really hot, but like they positioned him <laughs> as like a shady guy. So I'm like, mm, but he is really yummy. You know and what? He kind of looks really like, he kinda looks like Luke Perry. Like they have yeah. this, they have a similar like face. And I'm like, I'm done. They cast him pretty well. Yeah. And like they did. I just want him to ha- take a shirt off at some point in time because I'm just Oh, you know that's it. gonna happen when he's like, like doing construction. Ooh, sure. when he was doing like when he was like when he was at the boxing ring and like punching that bag, it was like punch that bag. <laughs> anyways um so um it cut it's really funny because archie's like no no no, let's go talk to my mom it cuts quickly to a shot of mary just being like what the fuck are you doing here and there's the music in the background like, yeah really i love goofy. it yeah like, yeah yeah i th- i don't see them do that often and so when they do i'm like this is great i like this kind of well like, it's interesting that you said that because vibe. i was i was gonna mention it and i was like it had the music started right at the beginning of the scene and it was like that goofy that goofy yeah, melody like, bum, 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 and i'm bum, like okay yeah. so obviously there's something funny going on like it's like a, it's not that serious like he didn't like fuck her like yeah, so yeah i yeah, liked yeah. how they did that because it's <laughs> set the tone for the scene and it was kind of just very lighthearted. and i was like okay that this is cute. yeah whatever let's let's agreed because that's know? what i was worried about i was like is there going to be sexual tension yeah. but then right away you're like nope no sexual tension yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just she yeah. hates it. so so she does tell archie like basically um you know without saying too many words frank is a bit of a slacker um archie wants to get him a job at andrew's construction and mary's like just see what happens as soon as there's work your uncle bolts so fast your head's gonna spin like she doesn't trust him whatsoever um and then you find out later why she doesn't trust him but anyway so that happens uh then it cuts to benny and jughead and they're talking at uh i think they're talking at pops and he says that he has an interview with Yale. He was reluctant to tell her in the beginning because she didn't get into Yale. And that was like her dream school. So, but she didn't seem like too pressed about it. Yeah, she was like, cool, she- good for you. Like, I, uh, okay, I didn't so even question- know you wanted to go, but okay. Yeah, honestly, question for you. Do you do you see Betty getting um, kind of cheesed later on that he got in? Yeah, I mean, considering what happens at the end of this episode, I don't know where they're going with it. And I'd love to know everybody else's opinion on this as well, including yours. But, like, I I don't know. Like, is she upset about it? Is she, like, is she just trying to be a supportive girlfriend? Is she going to have a blow-up moment where she's like, fuck you and your Yale people? And, fu-? like, 
I I don't I don't know what it's gonna be, but yeah, what do you think? Um, well, I think yeah, you're right. Like at the end, we do find out that she is she is gonna go to Yale in the end, like because Brett says, right. "I'll see you in New Hartford or whatever the f." Yale yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she is obviously she did get in. So I wonder what happened between now and then. Like, does she reapply or like does something happen in the system where like they put her name into the admissions form? Like, I wonder what happens and how far it goes. Or because Jughead died, like her, his spot like opened up uh, for her. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like that. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. But anyway, I we'll would, talk about honestly, that a little bit like, later. I think I would love if it is a t- uh, like a big thing for them. Like in terms of like a negative thing, and it does create tension between right. the two. Like it would be a very realistic, you know, moment to be cheesed about. Yeah. And be like, why did he get in? And I didn't get in, and you know, now he's going there, and I'm not. So, you know, I mean, Blair and Serena we'll from happens. Gossip Girl, it like made them best like break up as friends. Yeah, like, in real life. Yeah, but anyway, um, and he also says to Betty at this point in time, like maybe you should interview Brett to get the other side of the story. So this is the one thing that I will say. He mentions to interview Brett at this point. So you think that he would be like, don't worry, honey. Like, I got you. Brett is kind of sketchy, but, like, we're friends now. So I can get you into, like, this situation. But I I think he already knows that she knows that he's sketchy. So he doesn't have to say it. He, but he knows that he's sketchy, but he's still not being like, let me help you with your investigation. Like, what is he doing with his yeah, life right now? That's, that's true. He's so busy. Yeah. Like, he's the first one to like jump on like another investigation with her. I'm surprised that the moment that she needs to actually go to Stonewall to get an investigation, that he's not literally right behind her. You know what I mean? And I was a little upset about that situation, but we'll talk about that later. Um, anyway, it cuts to Cheryl. She sees the coach and she tries to make amends by bringing her like a basket of muffins or something. The coach does some really shitty things, basically saying, uh, you, maybe you should lay off on the sweets and like stop baking so much food or whatever. Cheryl loses her mind and she's like, are you fucking calling me fat? You dumb bitch. And whatever. She just like, technically she didn't call her fat. She said, she didn't go to the weight room and work out, which is what you need to do. If you're going to lift other girls on your shoulders, like you need to work out. (laughs) But I, I love their banter and I love like the sassiness happening. And I love that she's giving it back to Cheryl because Cheryl needs like an, an equivalent counterpart to her sassiness. And I think that she was like the perfect, um, you know, counterpart to her. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's a, she's an interesting character i'm i'm interested like to i see... hope we see more i hope this is not the end of her you know yeah i mean i hope that like she literally had two fucking scenes it's true so then it cuts to betty talking to brett and the skinny that she gets is essentially he says it like between the lines he's like we play hard like we like we do what we can to like win the game also so, like, can i just say here like Dude, you can't be and I and Betty I think alludes to this a couple of times in the episode. She's like, "Who is this guy Brett? Like, he's a freaking scholar. He's like a yeah, writer. He's, he's like, like do a, all these things. Like genius. He's a freaking football star. Like you can't you can't be everything. Like you yeah. just can't. Like you wouldn't be. Like, <laughs> like it's it's so ridiculous to me. But whatever. Like yeah. I'm going with it. I mean, listen, I knew some kids in high school that were like literally across the board, like smart and they were on the team and and when they were nice on top of that, I was like, fuck you. Like, like you can't but like, be to all make of it those to state things championships to make it to yeah. state championship like you're practicing like twice a day you're you have a game like every week like it's true that's like a next level like schedule on top yeah. of like what he already does with his skull and freaking bones shit um, yeah but question for you I, in the scene yeah. question for you in the scene yeah did you 
feel some mm-hmm. sexual tension between oh girl bye girl bye uh no i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say hard no okay not that i not that i felt it not that i felt it between the two but i wanted to feel it yes which is (laughs) where i think you were going with it anyway but i did not no i did not experience that watching the episode and like i know everyone's gonna call me crazy but i kind of was like ooh, like i feel like i feel like he's so sketchy that she could make him good right I just I don't know guys. I'm like really like down for this, but it's never gonna happen because they're never gonna break up fuckhead. He just he sketches he's, he's more than he's anything hot. else he sketches me. I don't know. I find him what is wrong? a weird way. Girl, I know. I can't. I know. <laughs> There's something like he has nice lips. I don't know what it is about him, uh, but he's like cute. He's got a great he's got a nice gruff voice, which I'll give him that. Like he's got like a very <laughs> his like, voice? His voice. I'll give him his voice. Pretty much everything else. You're giving him his face. So like, I don't know. That's my opinion. And I kind of want, I just want something different for the couples too. And I know I'm going to get shit for this from our listeners. Yeah. But like, I want something sexy. I want something juicy and like scandalous between the core four and like finding something different. Like, I feel like it's been like the same, like this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would definitely agree that there needs to be a And he's like dangerous, you know, and he's like ruthless. So yeah. Like, I I mean, I, I can see it happening, but like, no, I don't. I don't support it. You don't <laughs> want it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want to see that. Okay, moving on. Okay, moving on to something else that I don't support. At the Bonnui, <laughs> we're with we're with Veronica. <laughs> She's selling well, you rum. Know hashtag spawn the rum. You know hashtag <laughs> spawn the Luna rum. That being said, I do love the the name Luna rum. Sounds amazing. Okay, um, so but, yeah, Veronica's setting up this whole like like rum tasting with like four people in her like, four, yeah. four, and they're like, oh my god, Veronica like wants the secret ingredient. She's like cardamom. It's like fresh. <laughs> She's like, it's basically like my dad's recipe, but like different. I just put cardamom in it <laughs> and just called it a day because like that's what I do with my life. She's like, perfect. I'll buy yeah. four cases. Thanks. <laughs> So for a second, I was like, okay, cool. But I'm like, so it was. I'm with this storyline. No, here's the thing that I will say about the storyline. I do want to see where it's going. They spend way too much time on these like setup situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why couldn't she just say under her breath to Reggie, like, guess what? Four restaurants want my rum. Like, why did we need to have yeah, her like you're right, tell the you're story right. of her abuelita? And- like, I know this is going <laughs> to go nowhere. Yeah, like, I don't she, care. Like, tells the whole story. You know what? You're right. The way this episode ends with um her and Cheryl, I wish that had happened from time. That, like, I'm, I'm yes. living for that. And I'm so yeah. excited for that. But I'm like, girl, why did you go through cardamom first? Why did you just go it to took maple you, syrup? It took you four fucking episodes to get to like, where you are right now. Maple syrup's like right in your face. <laughs> like every single damn day. You work at a diner like that uses maple syrup maple. on the pancakes. You got sticky maple <laughs> in episode three. Like, you know these things. You should know better. Um, so speaking of sticky maple, the next up scene <laughs> is Cheryl and the cheerleaders. No, these segues and- are lit. <laughs> I know. I'm like moving to the next moment. <laughs> um, Cheryl and the cheerleaders are going on strike because yeah, yeah. they can't um, have it. They can't. They, they can't do regular cheer stuff. They, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, we want to do musicals. What's they need to sing Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they go on strike, and that's what she, they bring to uh, Mr. Honey, and. They kind of have him over a barrel because they're basically like, yeah, it's one of the biggest games of the entire season. You don't want them to not show up, right? So 
he's like, uh-oh. And she's like, nailed it. I did it. Like, I got him under, you know, I, I'm going to figure, figure this out, whatever. Then it cuts to Betty. And now she's, like, interviewing back-to-back all of these players who have gone against Stonewall uh, in the past. And they're, like, broke up. Like, yeah. One of them has a fucking neck brace on. <laughs> like one of them, like, <laughs> they, like it's like they've been fucking busted for like years on it. Like permanent damage. So yeah, they basically say they play really dirty. Like it's all the things that um were confirmed uh yeah. with her interviewing these people. Like, yeah, they they fucking like injure you on purpose to get you out. So then it shows um, El Royale and Reg- Reggie and Archie are there and they're just like saying bye to Monroe. Monroe leaves. As he's leaving, he bumps into four people wearing the same rabbit masks that were in uh, a couple episodes before the Ice Storm episode. Um, and so you obviously know that it's Stonewall and then they basically like beat him. So yeah. I was like, first of all, this is a little triggering, like beating up. A guy in the middle of the road, like not cool, yeah. Um, on any level, but just like more specifically the situation, yeah. But um, anyway, and they so go they for be- his knee to like obviously they- take him out of the game, which was their yeah. Intention. They bust his knee up and then they dip, and in that moment, that's when Reggie and Archie come out. And they're like, "We know who it was," um, and he's like, "Yeah, my fuck." He's like, "He's like, <laughs> it's like my Reggie. fucking knee. My knee's like fucking like busted up." Um, so obviously now like Monroe likes is not going to be able to play or whatever. So then it cuts to Brett and Jughead and, like, the rest of that Skull and Bones crew. And they're all meeting in some weird basement. It kind of looks like the bunker, but it's not the bunker because uh, Penelope's down there. But (laughs) 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 uh, Yeah, so they do, like, a final initiation. And essentially, it's like, tell me your deepest, darkest secret, and we can just go around in circles so we can stay closer together. Yeah. Um, and all of them kind of say something. Donna has a moment where she talks about, like, being molested by her aunt. Like, it got really dark. Like, yeah, she was talking sure. about, like, getting abused by her uncle, and then she started cutting herself. Then it cuts to... Brett talking about the fact that his dad got him a hooker when he was younger. It literally became he, Euphoria in like, like ten point seconds. Like, ten I was seconds. like, "Oh, are you watching Euphoria right now? Like, what's happening?" They took notes. <laughs> like they took notes from Euphoria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Jughead is like, "So I'm homeless. Like, I used to be homeless." And I was like, "Okay, we all know that. Like, that's not yeah. like really deep. That's like not dark tea." And then he went in to talk about the fact that he watched a guy get beaten to death. I was like, and "So was you're like, admitting to a crime right okay. now? Oh, do you cool, want to backtrack? Cool. Do you want to retract that statement? Because that's like an accessory to murder. So literally, you're an accessory to murder. So where do you think this is all leading to? Like now that they know these secrets, so, okay. he just spilled the tea. Like what is going on? Okay, so another question for you: Did you believe everyone's story? Um. I feel like if you, I mean, if Donna lied about that, I'd be like, you bitch. But then and I, and also only- Brett, I'd be like, his wasn't even, to me, his wasn't even that bad. Like, poor yeah. privileged white kid, like, has to fuck a hooker. Like, I'm so yeah. sorry you had to do that. Like, <laughs> No, but like maybe I he was know. like super young or something. But no, I, I no, mean, I, like, I know it's wrong. But at the same time, I'm like, your problems are not my problems. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I don't know. I but always you say think? that because they, they were like, we'll say ours first and then you can say yours. Yeah. So I yeah. just felt like they sort of set him up and I do feel like they're just setting him up in general this whole season. Um, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't be surprised. But if that's the situation, if- 
how did he become this deluded? Like, how did he become this unaware of where he is and what he's dealing with? Is it truly just because he's now like, I'm accepted. I'm a part of this crew now. Like, it's so funny because in our, like, not to jump to our Twitter comments, but somebody tweeted us yesterday saying, has he not learned anything about secret cults from fucking Alice getting into a cult and like, dealing with that shit that he wants to jump into another secret cult and do God knows what with them. Like why was he so willing to jump into this fucking secret club? Like what, what was it about this? I don't know. I don't know if he was willing. I think he kind of really just, he did kind of get pushed into it and he is all, all alone over there. And so I, I do understand like why he's doing what he's doing, but I don't know. Like, I just don't know what his end game is. Like, he's got his friend. Like, I'm just trying to think of myself in my, like, in his shoes. Yeah, you're lonely. Yeah, you're this. But you, like, it's all the things that, anyway, we'll talk about it during the Betty Jughead fight. Because I think it all comes up later. If people were, like, hooking me up with, like, sick shit and, like, getting me into Yale, I'd I'd be pretty lit for that. So, like. Yeah, but also, like, he's not the type of person to want to take that kind of, those kinds of. Yeah, no, it's true. But I guess now he's. But now, like after seeing his grandpa and like after seeing his dad, like I guess now he's like, this is my time and like my time to like take what you know I can right. in this life and like be something. And so maybe it's it's coming from that you know place. He's like, I gotta take this moment. I got one moment to live. Yeah, basically. exactly. All right, whatever. Um, moving on to the next piece where the cheer the cheerleaders go back to. Um, cheer because Mr. Honey threatens them that they're not allowed to go to prom if they don't. So all of them go back except for Tony and Cheryl. And so they're like, fuck you guys. Fuck this like cheer squad. I'm out. Um, But I'm like, the question that I put down is like, what's the problem with all these teachers being so brutal and so mean to these kids? Like, is there no other resolution that they can come up with? Like that Mr. Honey has to basically play like cat and mouse with Cheryl this entire time. Like how adult can you be? Like, can't you be a little bit more like adult and be like, this is what's happening. Let's try to figure this out together. Instead, you're like, no, you're not going to do this. If you don't do it, then you're not going to go to prom. Like, what is yeah. happening? Who is running but the I, school? I feel like he knows that he can't play regular principal. Like, he needs to play dirty yeah. to get through to Cheryl. So, What do you think that Mr. Honey's, like, endgame is? Like, do I we still no think idea. that he's sketchy? Do we still think that he's, like, a person of interest? Like, <sighs> I don't know. Is I, he connected to anything? Like... I don't like there's so many characters that that are continually getting introduced in the show that in their final seat, like in their final uh, like year at school, all these new characters, all these new situations. And then there's a murder on top of it. Like, is it all going to connect or is this going to be like seven different endings? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't see any of this connecting at all. How could he be connected to Jughead's storyline and at the same time be connected to share what Cheryl's dealing with and like what where the fuck is Kevin like I don't know like there's just so many things that are happening with the characters that I'm so shocked that they would have introduced so many characters at this very last high school year and it doesn't have to all make sense by the end of this season like his story can maybe trickle into next or whatever right um, depending on I, what they do but I definitely five, but. I definitely do think he's gonna connect to like the bigger like I would I, I'm thinking he's connected to like the skulls that's what I'm thinking but he I'm and then that, that's what I mean I feel like that's my only connection there is like there there is some connection there but 
outside of that, like what else, what else would he be doing? Anyway, uh, moving on to Stonewall. Uh, this is when Archie comes in with Reggie and everybody else and um, starts yelling at Brett and his people. And Brett basically is like, what are you guys doing there? Who do you, who are these people, Jughead? These like filthy, like welfare cases. Like, why are they even here? And then as soon as that happens, like Archie obviously like, like runs at uh, Brett and punches him in the face. Yeah. So I was a little frustrated with the situation. I don't know about you, but I was like, why is Jughead just standing there? Um, I think they're just like, trying to show Everybody that. Stop no, I think this is where you're trying. You're, you're supposed to feel that type of way of like, is he choosing Stonewall over the Bulldogs? Is he choosing, you know, his new friends over his old friends? Like, this right. is his like, you know, biggest like I guess sense obstacle of like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, turmoil or whatever. Like, you're supposed to feel that way, but I don't know. Yeah, it didn't really bother me. Anyway, so then it cuts to the next scene. It was after commercial break, but like Archie gets uh get cut out gets out of jail because Frank bails him out. Yeah. He's like, Thanks, um, man. I don't know who else would have showed up. I'm like, uh FP. Like the guy literally that is the anybody. thing of the fucking yeah. like jail. Like, like, FP <laughs> runs the fucking jail. Like you didn't think that you could just like look over at yeah. him and be like, Yo, can you let me out? Where the fuck was FP? Like he's completely off the pay bill. It looks like you can only have one male adult on this show at yeah. the time. So, yeah. But okay, fine. Um, so he bails him out and then it cuts to Jughead and he has an interview at Yale with like the Yale guy. And the Yale guy is basically like, you got in mostly on your own merits. So it kind of helps Jughead feel like he's getting there on his own. He's not like being handheld or he's not getting favors. Uh, he's like, your writing will speak for itself. We'll do some more interviews and we'll like really look into your shit in order to like deal with it and figure out what how you like, you know, if you're actually a good fit for Yale. Um, but he gets like pleasantly surprised about it. He's like, OK, cool. So then it cuts to Frank and Archie talking at Pops and they're just talking about like the past. And Frank is talking about how Fred used to be, um, you know. He's like, like a when boxer it came to, and like yeah, when it, fighting. When it came to his family, he would like just go, he would like wild out on people. And uh, it's funny because at one point in time, he says, uh, Archie's like, I can't even imagine my dad throwing punches. And I'm like, did you forget yeah. that he literally sucker punched Hiram in the beginning of season three? Like you watched it. You witnessed yeah. it. Happen. You were right there. <laughs> he punched him because of you. Like you were right there. I think the writers even <laughs> forgot what they did in season three. They did. And that's they literally the thing. You watch these things and you create fans who like review shows like we are. And I'm like, I pay attention like, we'll to that kind of shit. We'll call you out. Yeah, we will Come call on, you guys. out on your bullshit. <laughs> Um, like, but don't, I, that, don't pull those shitty lines on me. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, it was cute ahead. how, like, in the end, he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you must be so good at, like, like boxing or whatever. And he's like, yeah, well, like, last year, like, I punched a bear. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I fought a bear and I, I died. I was like, oh, my God. I'm this like, bear will never for, die. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thank you for making fun of that because it deserves yeah. every fucking ounce of, like, any joke in this world. Fucking it was ridiculous. ridiculous. So the next scene I loved, but also I got sad because Betty and Veronica have the first scene together. I feels like in the entire yeah, season. Yeah. In a like, long time. Yeah. You've, I haven't seen them together on screen, just the two of them in so long. And it made me miss them so much. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm glad it did come to like a BNV moment where they were like, okay, let's like scheme together, let's figure this out. But and I like also Veronica was like, got I so excited. Veronica's like, yeah. oh, she's like BNV, and she's like, no, 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 no just a V, because like I can't just you, right now. but like I'll like, be like Aw. on the low key, like <laughs> listening to you. And she's like, okay, cool. So, also, like take in the fact that like Betty never once mentioned B Veronica posh like monica posh. no she never <laughs> no, no, said no. put on your she blonde wig she just said go as veronica because like they don't know you but this bitch goes <laughs> and puts on her fucking blonde wig and it's like i'm monica posh i'm like she's like i got just the wig i got just the wig i got just the alcohol to like let him go um Luna like, got this. <laughs> now available in all stores for five seconds before my dad shuts me down um <laughs> so then it gets to whatever so that's about to happen Essentially, Betty's going to um, try to like she's going to use a microphone to try to get Brett to admit the fact that he done did this. Um, and like he actually like hit Monroe beforehand. And Monica's going to get it, get that information. So then it cuts to Archie and Mary and they're talking. And Mary's like, so how was your day, bro? And she's he's like, it was fine. Like nothing to report. And she's like, so you didn't go to jail. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and I love that she did call him out on this because I didn't like they are making it seem like it's the, like the parents are smart enough to like catch these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your son going to jail. Like I feel like the times that he's gone to jail in the past, like no offense to Fred, but like Fred was oh, like off sure. doing God knows yeah, yeah, what. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like this looks like there's like real consequences to his actions with with Mary. I think so. I think a lot of this season, they really try to make it make sense. I honestly think they listened to Recap Rewind last year and we called You're them welcome. out on every fucking piece of bullshit. And they were like, y'all, we got to get better. We got to be better gotta, for Recap Rewind because be they're going to roll our asses. <laughs> If we don't tie all like the, you know, all the loose strings together. Um, and I and I love that. I love that they're doing that this season. Like they really make everything make sense. And, yeah. you know, we're left with like a really like logical storyline and not like, oh, makes... where's his parents? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the one thing that I will say, and I we can't really talk much about it, but like I said, FP was not in this this episode at all. It would have been a great moment to see FP and Frank because they True. would have technically been in the same circles with each other. Yeah. You know, like Frank, he would have known Frank as a young kid because FP and Fred were so close. It still so, feels weird to me that like Archie never really knew his uncle. Like they grew yeah, up in a small 100%. town. So like he would have heard about his uncle. He would have heard stories. Like it's just so weird. From his dad at least. Like it. come like, on. Yeah, yeah. Like his dad would have been like, like anyway whatever so it's it, it's a, it is a weird storyline to like just jump into but like yeah. it is what we have so like we're just kind of going with it but i will say that if we don't see something with fp and frank in the next little while i'll be a little teethed about it because i'm like there's no way that they wouldn't have known each other and i felt like even at the jail it would have been a good opportunity to like get get fp to be like oh you sketch bag get the fuck out of town like what are you doing here you know what i mean yeah. And even just build attention to what Mary says in this scene. So basically, Mary tells Archie that, you know, she's like your Uncle Frank before when he was younger, he was a drunk and he did this, this and this. And, um, you know, he crashed a car and it was his last DUI. So he was going to go to jail and your dad took the blame anyway. Um, and there was all this other stuff. And then. The next thing you know, like Frank disappeared. Like he like left town. He never said thank you, never said anything. And then Mary finishes off the conversation with like, 
by the way, you're also grounded. Um, and I also wrote down in my notes, like, I do love Fred and don't get me wrong. Like I loved his character, but there's nothing like discipline from your mom, like (laughs) laying down the law, being like, you're fucking grounded. You're not going anywhere. And just hearing it from her, I felt like I could believe it where I feel like when Archie was living with Fred, like he just thought that he could do whatever he wanted. And like, he got away with murder literally. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anyway, Moving on to Monica Posh <laughs> walking into Monica this motherfucking Posh. party with her cardamom so, rum, cardamom rum, blonde wig. She's like ready to go, and uh, Brett. She like beelines it to Brett, and Brett's right away like being a dick. He's like, take your clothes off and like go to my room and like whatever. And uh, she just gets him like loose lipped and like gets him drinking, and. He says, like, the, the Stallions are going to win. We're going to beat everybody. And we, like, do whatever it takes to win. And he's about to admit that, you know, like, he busted up Monroe's leg. Yeah. And that's when Jughead, while he's, like, pouring a fucking drink at the end of the fucking hallway, he's like, Veronica, what are you doing here? And so it busts her entire cover. Um, She's like, what are you doing here? And then uh, Jughead's like, this is my school. Like, why wouldn't I be here? And this is when things started to, start to get really shifty for me personally. So I'm glad it called, the show called itself out. Because at one point in time, it turns out that Jughead didn't even tell Betty yeah. that he was in yeah. a secret fucking club. I was asking that question to myself the whole episode. And then when they got to it, I was like, true. Like, he never told her. Nothing like nothing was said to her about what he's doing and what he's up to. And now this comes out. And then and that's what I mean. Like that whole idea of the fact that he she goes to call Monica or Veronica, whatever, to do this like sleuthing moment, but doesn't say like, P.S., keep an eye out for Veronica. Help her out in this like moment. We're trying to like catch Brett in a yeah, lie. Yeah, but she doesn't know that there's, like, this party that Jughead's gonna be at. She doesn't think that he's gonna go there, I guess. I see what you're saying. Like, he, she doesn't even know that Brett and yeah. him are friends, yeah, essentially, exactly. right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So it makes this scene, the next scene, even worse, because essentially, Betty and Jughead are fighting, and I wrote down the question, why does he keep s- secrets? Like, why does he keep keeping secrets? Like, this is something that has been going on since season one. Like, he doesn't know how to, like, be open and honest with her and he like lies for no reason mm-hmm. what did you think that like why did you think that he did that like I, I don't even remember what his justification was i mean like let's be real here like it is a secret society so like technically like he shouldn't be telling anyone but i do find it weird that like he didn't tell her like hey this has happened to me like this is what's going on right i think it's just for the show like it has to be a secret like it has to be something that comes up that she didn't know about you know yeah, and it brought a little bit of attention or whatever because yeah. she, like, starts to get frustrated about the whole Yale thing. And she's like, oh, you and your new friends and, like, your Yale friends. And now yeah. you're getting all these se- – like, she kind of does call him out. And she's like, these guys tried to kill you in the beginning of, this, like, the episode or the beginning of the season. And now you're, like, best friends with everybody. What What's going on? And he's just like, yo, like, you wanted me to do this. This is why I have a scholarship. This is why I'm doing this, this, and this. So he does throw it back in her face being like, this is what you guys wanted for me. So I'm just following through with what you guys expect out of me. Yeah. So I guess it does make sense that there's that back and forth. But at the same time, I'm also like, yo, she's your girlfriend, though. Like, why wouldn't you just like be like, 
yo, isn't this crazy? Like, there's crazy things happening right now, you know? Yeah, or, for sure. Or even, even if you don't want to say anything about the secret society, you can also be like, yeah, but Brett and I are, like, closer now. Like, we're, like, we're really, we're buddies, and I trust him. So if you want any more, like, dirt on your story, like, do whatever it I takes guess it's like, to, you know I what guess I mean? Like, like, it just feels like a miss to me. I mean, I don't think it's a miss. There's, there's a purpose behind that. There's a purpose, like, the fact that he's living away from her and the time that they get to spend together, they probably just, like, hang out and chill. Like, he doesn't say, like, every yeah. ounce of his life and what's happening. Granted, yes, it's a huge part of his school life. He should be seeing it. But it also is, like, the easiest point of, like, tension between the two of them. Like, now she has right. a reason to be mad at him. So, like, as, you know, as the writer, like, I understand, like, why they had to do it and keep a, keep it a secret on his part. Because now they're going to fight. And that's what they need, right? You need, like, yeah. attention, obviously. So, I just want to see where this is all going to go. But anyway, uh, moving on to uh, Frank and Archie, and they're talking to El Royale, and Frankie Daddy is, like, punching that bag all the way to heaven. Um, and he, Archie confronts him about uh, being a drunk and getting the DUIs and all that kind of stuff, and why did he leave, uh, you know, town when it all happened. And basically, Frank says... When I was at in uh, the army, I just got really fucked out, fucked up about it, and I didn't get any help. Like I didn't get any therapy, and so I kind of fell into my own hole, and I didn't know who I was, and I was trying to figure out my own life. And so he like fled as soon as that whole DUI happened. He's like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna come back a better man. Mm -hmm. And so he left, and by the time he got back, his brother was dead. So he like could never apologize to him. Mm -hmm. So that's his story. Do you believe his story? I mean, here's the thing. This is Riverdale. There's always a reason why these characters come up it's out of the woodwork. So yeah. there has to be some sort of other like secret intention of why he came back. It can't just be like, oh, I wanted to, you know, see my brother's like thing. Like it, there's going to be more than that, obviously, you know. But what what do you think it could be? I don't be? know. What, I don't know. What do you want it to be? I don't want it to be anything like shady. I just want him to be like a father figure to Archie and like, you know, share these memories of his father to Archie that like he never got to hear. I want it to be that, but like it's a freaking drama TV show. It's probably not going to yeah, be that, it ain't gonna you know, be that. like happy and magical. So, right. Um. So anyway, they say that Archie's like, okay, cool. Then it cuts to the Bon Nui and then uh, Hiram gives Veronica a cease and desist to um stop this rum business because basically she took the recipe and he's like my chemist like looked at both of your dna makeups and like both of them are exactly the same which is exactly what we're seeing we're like girl it's yeah. literally like the same recipe you can't do that like you literally can't do that if that's what you're doing like who told you that you can just add a fucking cinnamon stick into your fucking spice rum and just call it spice <laughs> rum like it's not that's not how it works so Anyway, he says, like, stop this or I'm going to sue you or you can partner with me. So he's trying to, like, get her back in. And she's like, no, I don't want that. Um, where do you think what do you, how do you feel about where they're at right now in terms of like their father versus daughter situation? You know, I think this is all Veronica's storyline. And I feel like Hiram's kind of being like, I feel like they're almost wasting Hiram's character a little bit this season. Yeah, I agree. He's not doing much but he's doing just enough where he's still relevant in the story a little bit yeah yeah like you know him coming back to be like na 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 you can't use my recipe but let's come let's be together again let's like do it together like right he's not full-blown villain 
and it's almost like he's, he's like just, a half I don't know. villain. Yeah, like he's like a half villain almost. When <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. it's it's interesting what they're trying to do with their characters, but whatever. We'll see how that all kind of yeah. plays out. But then it cuts to um, Mr. Dupont talking to Jughead because he finds out that Betty's writing this article, and he's like, "I know she's your girlfriend. Is there anything that you can do?" And Jughead is like, "No, we don't do that. That's not how we play our relationship." Um, I hope that doesn't affect my chances of going to Yale. And DuPont's like, no, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But again, I was like, why yeah, is DuPont being so understanding? Yeah. Why is he, like, considering where everything started, like, why is he being such a, okay, cool, I wonder sounds if good, this, bye. I wonder if her whole expose is going to lead to the fact that she does get accepted to Yale. Like, maybe maybe DuPont, like, gets her in tooth just to, like, shut her up or something. Oh, weird. But, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know? It just shows that Dupont like has power, I guess. Yeah. At this moment. Then it cuts to um, Archie and Monroe talking, um, and essentially Monroe's just worried because he's like, "We're gonna lose this game." Archie's like, "It's fine. Don't worry about it." Um, but Monroe's just like really upset because he's like, "I can't even play. I can't even show the uh, you know the scouts who are gonna be out there looking for people to recruit. Like, I'm not gonna even be able to play that game." And as the whole conversation wraps up, Frank's like, hey, guys, what you got talking about? Do you want some drugs? Yeah. Like, basically, <laughs> so he's like, I have these magical pills that are going to make you feel amazing and your like, knee will be totally like, fine. Like, if you're coming new to town and, like, you're trying to impress your nephew who, like, you've never even met in your freaking life, why would you, like, offer his friend pills? You're like, drugs? Like, are you on crack? <laughs> Anybody drugs? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was random. I mean... It does, like, the way that everything all kind of ends up in the end of the episode. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll take it. But also, I'm like, where did these drugs come from? Did they come from fucking Dodger? Like, what? Like, is this going to be, like, this big storyline that, like, Frank owes money to Dodger and Dodger's going to come back? Like, uh, I just made that up actually just now. Yeah, that might happen. That might happen. Oh, God. So annoying. So, anyway. Um, Archie gets pissed and he's like, don't ever do that again. Like, that's not what this is. Like, we got to play this honorably or whatever. Um, then it cuts to Betty and Mr. Honey talking and Honey reads the article and he's like, we're not printing this. Like, I told you to write a regular fluff piece. Like, what's the problem? And Betty said that this is a better story. And Honey just says, this isn't going to happen. We're not going to print this piece. You can't write an article on hearsay because she never got any hard evidence. Right. Yeah. So, she she's like this is all completely discredited uh then it cuts to monroe and archie talking and monroe's like well i took the pills <laughs> like he just he's like i'm good to go so already archie's like really cheesed about the entire situation um and then uh, like yeah i think he does talk to his uncle too at that point he's like yo what the fuck's wrong with you man and frank is like yo that was his that was his choice like what do you want me to do or maybe he talks about the it's talk, like after, talks after the yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Uh so now the football game. This is the big moment of the episode. Yeah. Um the first thing that we see. What did you I, think of all I, of it? So it was a lot. There was a lot happening this yeah. in this part. Like yeah. the cheering and what the did you think singing. about the performance? I okay. I Cherry Bomb is one of my favorite songs, like favorite throwback songs. It's been used in so many like trailers and like there's so many musical moments that I I love this I love this song. Yeah. Um I did not love yeah. this rendition. Yeah. I will and I'm not usually the type of person who's going to like call them out on their renditions, 
But this one, like, was it hurt me. Like, it was insulting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, like, how dare you? And, like, I don't know if it was, like, the editing of this whole sequence, too. Like, the way the football match was continuing, the way the performance was going, like, I was kind of getting, like, nauseous. I'm like, there's too many things, like, happening. Yeah. Like, there's too much movement going on. Like, um, Cheryl's, like, flailing her hands. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, someone's then, getting like, smashed into the yeah. floor. Like, it was just, it was a lot of weird cutting. Yeah. yeah, I almost wish like the girls had their moment in the beginning, kind of like how they did in season one at like Jason's memorial, how like they yeah. performed and then the game started and then it was like whatever. Right. That kind of had like a better flow, but this kind of it was like too much. And yeah, the song wasn't wasn't really getting me with with the action of the game that was happening at the same time. I was like, uh, okay. it felt like kids bop, like <laughs> it yeah. felt like a kids bop version of that. Yeah, and they don't usually do that. Like usually the renditions are like a little they're obviously still pg but like this felt like so pg like you wanted little kids to sing this as a karaoke song and i was just like i don't know it ain't it for me like i you don't turn cherry bomb into a cheer like that's just not yeah something you do and you sing it with like the archies and they're playing in a as, as a band and like Cheryl comes out with black hair and black lipstick. Like yeah. that's how you do cherry bomb. Don't again, do it like, at a cheer. Again, I just missed uh Josie. I missed the Pussycats again. Cause yeah. it, did, it did take me back to that moment in season one when like that whole football game happened. Cause that was really, I think, the last time we saw a game like, like a game, game. Yeah. So beginning think, to end. Yeah. Yeah. So like it took me back to that moment and I missed that performance. I missed the Pussycats. Um obviously Cheryl gets away with it because she locks up um Oh, yes. teacher, yeah. She locks right? up Mrs. Appleyard. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of wanted a bit more from that whole sequence, the football game and the, the football game. Yeah. Yeah. The I feel like I enjoyed fine. the football game was fine. I... But like the music behind it, it was like making me nervous. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm over like I montages. enjoyed the one that I enjoyed the one that they did at the jail, the the jailhouse rock one where they're like at the at the what's what's it called? At the fence. And they were like dancing and okay. singing yeah that was okay like it was all right this one i think was my least favorite which yeah. is unfortunate it's funny it, it's funny and it's guys. funny because I, it didn't feel like a big like they made it seem like these are the championships like we need to win and it just like fizzled and even the way that it ended like in a six to seven like score and they were both <laughs> like like it yeah. just didn't feel like it was as epic as it could have been. Like the light, like I guess also it wasn't like Friday Night Lights like style you know where it's what? like always at nighttime. You know and, like, what? You got that edgy vibe. I you know me and I'm a, I'm the huge fan of that show and I respect yeah, that show yeah. so much. But I never I never wanted that same level in Riverdale because it's really hard to do that. You know, like to, yeah, to, yeah. to make it feel that organic and that authentic. You know, like, it's so hard. They can't do it. So for what they had in the show, like, I was like, props to you guys. You guys still did it. You made it make sense. It still looks good. I had to give it up to them that they even, like, included a football game in the season. Um, yeah. But I do have to say, like, the funny thing is now that I'm, like, remembering, I'm thinking back, like, all the montages that I loved had the pussycats in them. And yeah, and I miss them so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're really upset. Yeah. It does really suck. Like. We're going to bring this up probably until they show up again. But, like, it, it is, like, yeah, it is like, disappointing. I just, I just wanted closure. Like, that's all I, <laughs> I ever just wanted. Want they just fucking disappeared off the fl- yeah, face of the planet. It's true. Like, you don't even get a, a mention of Nothing. Them. Like, they don't even say, like, they're on tour right now or anything. And it just makes me sad. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, this moment happens. 
in the last play, uh, they're like ready to go, and Monroe like they lose. I'm glad they lost because like I'm like okay, it's, it's so unrealistic. Like if they won the state championships right now, like come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. So. In this moment, this is when Frank talks to Archie and he's like, yo, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why'd you do that? And Archie's like, and then Frank's like, it was his choice. What what are you trying to tell me? Like Monroe's a grown man. Like he could have, he could have said no. Um, and then this is when Monroe is like, yo, like Notre Dame, just like a, a recruiter just came up to me and he said he loved watching me play. And like, now I'm going to go to fucking Notre Dame and like see them. Um, so he's excited. Do you think there's more to this storyline? No, I don't think so. I think it, it's more to what happens with Archie and Frank at the oh, very okay. end okay, where yeah. they have that moment. And he's like, you know, like, I guess I just realized that, you know, when things happen, sometimes it's not about playing fair. It's about, you know, like just doing what you got to do to make make your next move. Um Anyway, uh, another thing that happens in this part, uh, Hiram gets i get do you want to say that it's sabotage like what i don't know what the fuck it was yeah but it was and it was kind of random like it was so weird that reggie instigated all of this because he's like hey yeah go? like you want to go like do something to your dad after like at the middle of like halftime and she's like uh i guess she's like i'm like, not like that bad <laughs> okay. at him but like if you're down i'm down and then so i guess like they like they like streak yeah. his car his like shiny yeah. black car and like they put like luna rum into like his his gas tank Into and i was like yeah. i was like uh okay like are we like <laughs> pranksters now like like veronica like you own a million dollar company with your dad like yeah. against your dad like is this what you're trying to do like pr- like prank his car like does also he really like give a what shit? did she do in that situation was she like <laughs> like was she like happy yeah, about it like, I, it was what? such a random part of the episode that like they didn't really need it no, it, none of it made any sense. Anyway, so that happens. Even Hiram's like, what's happening? He's like, uh, this is my car. Is like <laughs> so confused. Yeah. He's like, I parked over there. <laughs> um, uh, and then the big thing that happens is like Veronica and Cheryl are sharing like a snow cone or something. That was like, so randomly. random. She's like yeah. sucking on this random snow cone. And she's, she's like, like you want that? delicious. And she's like, all right, I guess I'll take it. Like Veronica's like, <laughs> Veronica's just confused this whole episode. She's like, I don't know really know what i'm doing here anymore she's like what's happening she's yeah like, I'm, so mix, she I'm like, a mix between monica and veronica this episode yeah somewhere in the at middle. this point i'm a little <laughs> bit more monica than i am veronica. <laughs> <laughs> like so she she takes like a bite of this, this snow my cone best moment. i love this part and she realizes <laughs> that there's maple on it and she's like is this maple and cheryl's like yep it's blossom maple syrup and Veronica's like, ding, 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 ding. Like, in her brain, she's her like, wow. Like, oh. Yeah. It's like every single encounter that she had with maple syrup, like, shows in front of her brain. She's like, episode three, sticky maple, the funeral. She's like, the maple. death of Clifford She's like, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. I need to put this into my liquor. Like, okay, <laughs> cool girl. Um, then, uh, whatever. So then it does cut to Frank and Archie having their moment at the house. And he's now sleeping in, I guess, like the living room until he finds his place. And he does like kind of lay it all down. And he's like, you know what, Uncle Frank, like, it's fine that you did. You drugged my friend. <laughs> it's like, 
it, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. good. Like, like he says, like, everything is a risk. Like, I think that was his big takeaway. He says, like, everything's a risk. And that's kind of like what we, you know, are taking away from life is we need to take a risk in order <laughs> okay. to like, get to the next step. <laughs> like, I don't know. It felt like very epic for like, like such a this small character. Entire season is a risk, Frank. Yeah. This whole season is a risk. <laughs> like, He's like, we don't know if we're going to get picked up. Like, we yeah. are just doing it and we're hoping for the best. And they got picked up. So, congratulations. <laughs> um, anyway, so then it cuts to Cheryl and Veronica and they're talking pops. Yeah. And Veronica's like, here's my proposition. Here's some sticky maple. Here's my rum. And we're going to put them together. And this is what it tastes like. She's like, and then what does Cheryl say? She's like, Oh my god! She's like, she's like, she's like it tastes that- like breakfast on the beach. <laughs> and I'm like, ew. <laughs> and Veronica's like, no, Cheryl, it tastes like money. And money Cheryl's like, beach? yeah, I was just joking. It obviously tastes yeah, like, like maple <laughs> rum. <laughs> she basically is like, died. yeah. So, what do you think about this? You like this whole combo? For one, uh, we've been waiting for this for like the yeah. last. I mean, since the beginning of the season. Yeah. We, it was teased to us during Comic-Con, so it was expected. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. But also, like, I hope her plan is not to just add rum to her or add maple syrup to her <laughs> current <laughs> recipe. With the cardamom? <laughs> because, yeah, like, fuck. Like, girl, just change the rum yeah. recipe, for God's sakes, and have it a little different so you can add maple syrup to it. Like, she, if she adds maple syrup to this and shakes the bottle and calls it a day, I think, I mean, I think in the so end she annoying. did say. I think in the end she does say she changed it though, right? Like changed it enough oh. where like she's like my my researchers, my scientists, like made a new <laughs> recipe. She changed I was the like, ma- like, pops. Who the fuck's your scientist? The chemical makeup of this fucking rum recipe. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, they want to start a business. She's got like money, dollar signs in her eyeball. She's like ready to go. I'm re- I'm excited for it. I think that they'd be a great group to get yeah. like to take like even if it is to take down Hiram. I'm like okay, fine. Um, then it cuts to Mr. Honey and Betty, and it's setting it's uh setting us up for next week's episode. But basically, Betty says that there is this final competition that's happening that's against the Stonewall Stallions or I guess Stonewall. Um, it's a trivia competition. And they're going to finals and Brett's going to be there. And she's already got this like grudge against Brett um, because she he's like poisoning her boyfriend's mind and whatever. So she kind of pitches this idea that, you know, like, why don't we put together our own team and then go against them? And Mr. Honey, who's like, all I really want this year is like a trophy of some sort. So he's like, OK, cool. You can be the president. Like we can do something. Um and that's yeah setting it up for next episode and then it cuts to um brett finding out that he gets into yale as well so that's the final scene that we see they're all like cheersing at stonewall they're all like yes 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 and jughead they're like congratulations jughead for getting into yale and then brett's like i got into yale too and then as they're like clinking their glasses we get a flash forward yeah. and it shows Betty packing up um, Jughead stuff in his room. And it's like a picture of them. And she's starting to get sad. And Brett kind of is at the, at the door and he says, save your tears, ponytail. 
like, like yeah, get yeah, o- he get actually over he, it. he said you don't have to cry. Uh, no one's watching, which was yeah. a very interesting thing to say, as if she's been faking it or something. Right, right. And then he says it'll just be you and me in New Haven, which well, this is why we find out that Betty's gonna be yeah. Uh, going she to got Yale. into Yale, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the last scene that we see. What uh before we get to our roundups, what did you think of that final moment? Um, I think I I liked it a lot. I mean, I don't know what it all means, obviously yet. I do think that they are definitely setting up his murder. The fact that he said like, "Don't like you don't have to like fake it anymore. Like no one's watching." Um, right. Makes it seem like it is a setup, but having said that, like she's like cleaning out his room and shit, that like as if he's like yeah. really dead. So he like dead, dead. This, this and that's what I mean. This is going I don't, far, you know, like this fake. Yeah, murder this is thing. going very far. Like we made a we made a video. If you guys haven't checked it out, check it out on YouTube, um, where we came up with about four theories about what's going on with this flash forward, like who's dead, who did it, what is the storyline. Uh, check it out if you get a chance, but. Yeah, I don't know. With this extra new clue that we have, do I believe that he's like, I still, uh, my money is still on the fact that he's actually dead. But yeah. I, at the same time, I don't know why they're dragging it out so much and giving us, these are very key and important things to see. Like her packing up his room because he's dead and she's sad. Like you can't fabricate that and assume that we're going to be okay if it doesn't come to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know what the writers are trying to do to us to get us excited. Are they getting us excited? Are they getting us worried? Like right now I'm just confused. Like I'm just more than anything else being like, what, what's happening? Like, is he actually dead? Like, can we confirm this or not? Yeah. Like, can we? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what else to say about that kind of final moment, but yeah, it was a good episode. I'm glad it's back. Let's like get into the rest of the season. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the next like few few episodes. Sure. Um, before we get into our recap roundups, did we want to cover off some of the things that we got on Twitter? Sure. We have something from at Navy underscore Poseidon 20 saying, I think Brett might have hinted he might be gay in his confession. At the end when he told Betty that they don't have Jughead anymore, that it could just be them in college, could Brett have uh, have had a thing with Jug? Yeah, um, I saw that and I was like about wondering that? about that. I don't like I didn't really take anything that he could be gay from his confession. But right. I mean, I mean, he does play this really like, you know, overly like masculine douchebag character. So like I wouldn't be surprised if they if they like have the twist and it's like the opposite. Um, But I don't know. I didn't really get that vibe. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I don't know if I got that vibe either. Um, I mean, anything's possible at this point. Yeah. Let's get into our roundups. Let's do it, girl. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment. Um, I'm gonna say my best moment is um the BNV moment. I know it was very short-lived and it really wasn't very technically short. a BNV moment, but I did miss them. I, I miss seeing them together in the same scene. Like they have such amazing chemistry on screen, and I, I want to see them like run missions more in this season. Yeah. I miss I really do miss that, and I hope that they do bring it back sometime soon. Um, but I don't know, considering the trajectory of the show and this murder that's in the middle of it all, I don't know if they're ever going to bring them together again, especially now that Veronica is going to be doing a business with Cheryl. Like, yeah. they're not even in the same world. That's right true. Now. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, my best moment, I'm going to say, is any moment with Frank Daddy. Because I just like, I'm kind of yummy, in yummy. by him right now. He be yummy. <laughs> I'm down for him. WTF, WTF moment. moment. What was your WTF moment? Uh, WTF moment. I will have to say, I think the ending, like the flash forward, I was like, okay. Hmm, what's going on here, guys? Can I? Uh, what's happening up in here? <laughs> can I? Can you guys give me a bit more than this? <laughs> can so, I get a little uh, bit more context, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for sure. that was uh, a little shocking. My WTF moment's gonna be Jughead lying to Betty about the secret society because yeah. I just didn't think you that they were there. You feel some way about that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely felt some way about it. I'm like, why? Why are there lies in this relationship still? It just like annoyed me. Yeah. MVP. MVP. Who's your MVP? MVP is gonna go to our girl Betty. Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't anyone else. Like she is yeah. just, you know, she's she's awesome. She plugs through. Like she literally plugs through the plot line as if and like, like she's nobody, not she stupid ever. Like she never makes stupid judgment calls. Like she always, she always makes sense. She always does the right thing. You know, she's yeah. smarter than most adults in the show. Like she's just always <laughs> on top. True. She's on top of her yeah. game. It's true. She's also my MVP. So good job, girl. We love you. LVP. Um, who's your LVP? Uh, LVP. I think we have the same, and it's Jughead. Jughead for us too. Damn. Juggy Jug. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I think uh, for the obvious reasons, right? Like. Yeah. Like, who are you? I think he would call. He would. He would name himself the LVP. I think. Probably. If you if he took himself out of the situation. He's my LVP just for accepting that iMac. I was like, uh, <laughs> that is not you. That like, is he bribery. It and he was like, yes. He's like, this is so fast and so reliable. He's like, cheersing sh- champagne. Better than my like, PC laptop. <laughs> oh, you're better. Oh, uh, shots fired. Uh, the, the best, best line. line. What's your best line? Best line is going to go to. Um, Cheryl and Veronica when she says it tastes like breakfast on the beach and Veronica's like no Cheryl it tastes like money it tastes like money <laughs> just beach just like burst out laughing I'm like you guys are both ridiculous it tastes like maple syrup rum <laughs> um, I didn't really have like a crazy best line um, I'm just gonna say when Archie and Frank are talking he's like everything's a risk <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, vibe. yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Postmaster Radio says his best moment was the football game. Too bad the Bulldogs didn't win, though. WTF moment. Frank offering mad dog drugs. Um, MVP was Betty. His LVP is Jughead. Ooh. Since he screwed up the BNV plan and kept his secrets from Betty. That's he has true. 15 minutes to convince me otherwise. Um, but then at the very end of the episode, so this was as the episode was ending, um, he finally changes it and says, Frank Andrews is his LVP. Someone needs oh. to run that idiot out of town. Damn. And, uh, best line was when Jughead told Brett after the game, just take the win. Yeah. We have something from at Sardonically She. Her MVP was Betty and Veronica. Her LVPs, Jughead and FP, for getting sucked into a cult. This is what she said. He's, she says, have they learned nothing from Alice? Best moment is Hiram's car, um, Cheryl's dance number, and then best line is just take the win, Brett. Um, and she she adds the fact that she's like, never in my life have I ever given Jughead LVP, and I'm kind of disappointed about this turnout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are some great roundups, guys. Loving the feedback. 
So a few announcements, we also have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket to enter. Just rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. We're extending this contest to the end of Riverdale season four and then we'll be drawing the name, so just stay tuned. And I'd also like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode, our Rewinder Squad, White, Nicole, Faith, our Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann, Sarge, Serena, Soleil, Kate, and Jessica, and our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamala, and Grace. Thanks, guys. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you'll get access to all things Recap Rewind, exclusive contests, content, and updates. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You can also find us on all Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.